to episode 11 of the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of June 12th, 2017. Joining me in the front office this week, we have Keith and Phil, and rejoining the front office off the DL, welcome back, Todd. What's up, guys? Alrighty, we're going to kick off today's show with a little Would You Rather. Keith? Take it away. All right, so we're going to jump off today and talk about uh, a few hot guys and a few cold guys to try and see what value these guys have rest of season. So the classic would-you-rather rules apply. I'll ask you guys the player and then a couple other guys, and you tell me who you want rest of the season. So the first guy that I want to talk about is Kyle Schwarber. Um, came into the season pretty popular, got drafted all over the place, plays in a great offense. Any quick thoughts on Kyle Schwarber before we jump into the who-would-you-rather? Who, uh, he's been terrible this year. Terrible. I'm glad I didn't have to come out first saying that. Uh, the, the power's there. The power's always going to be there. I just don't ever think the average is ever going to be much better than it was, even as rookie year at 246. Yeah, he's, right, turning so into, he's turning into a boomer bus power guy. On the season, batting 171 with 11 home runs. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, not very good. <laughs> and he's batting just a buck 67 his last 15 days. Um, he's got four home runs. So like you're saying, Phil, the, the home run power is going to be there. Decent OPS, just about 900. But man, that batting average is brutal. For the, for the season, his OPS is at 677. He's slugging 382. Yikes. Yeah. All right, All right. Let's, ju- let's jump into it. First player. We'll start off slow and then uh, get a little tougher here. Would you rather Schwarber or Justin Upton? Justin Upton. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I go jump all day. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. All right, that's that's a pretty easy one. Softball pitch. All right, Schwarber or Lorenzo Kane? Kane. Kane. Kane still. Yeah. Okay. Schwarber or the pretty hot Brett Gardner? Go, I go Gardner for sure. Gardner. Yeah. yeah. Part of that's got to be the the power speed combo. Gardner hitting quite a bit of home runs this year and still has uh, that speed that he can offer too. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Even when he wasn't offering the power, he was offering the speed and, and batting average. And as long as he does that, they. Better than Schwarber. All right, so the next one, Schwarber or Mitch Haniger that's recently off the DL? Oh, I go Mitch Haniger. Oh, yes. I think, I think very highly of Mitch. Now, he's he's uh, only had five at-bats, I think, coming off the DL. 0 for 5, but I expect, I think you guys expect uh, decent things from Haniger as well. Yeah, an incredible April, too. He did. Before he got hurt. And that's kind of a reminder right now, too. He's available in probably quite a bit of leagues. I think about 60, 60% of ESPN leagues are, are a little bit less than that. It's going to climb here pretty quick, so check out your league and see if he's available. Available. Is that what he's All owned right. at or available? He's owned at about 60%, which means okay. like Yahoo and CBS, he's probably almost universally owned. All right, so the next one is Schwarber or Matt Holiday. I think just for the floor itself, I go Holiday. That lineup is killer, yeah. too. Yeah, I would go Matt Holiday, too. He's on a nice little tear right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. And he's, yeah. and he's another guy that's available in almost 50% of leagues. He's going to give you that home run potential, great exit velocity, very consistent, underrated hitter at this point in his career. All right, uh, getting a little bit uh, more here. Steven Souza or Kyle Schwarber? Souza. Still Souza. Yeah, yeah I wow. hate to say it. I no. would never have thought at the beginning of the year I would, but Souza. So Souza was an undrafted guy who's had a, a good hot stretch here. Again, he's getting down to about 40% ownership in ESPN League. So you're telling me that Souza should be over-owned than 44% or that you think Schwarber should only be owned at about 40%? Well, I think it's pretty clear that none of us want anything to do with Schwarber. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Pretty you, much. You, could, you could say almost anyone out there right now, and I think I would pick them over Schwarber right now. Alright, so we'll keep going then. David Peralta of the Diamondbacks or Schwarber? Oh, David Peralta. Peralta, yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys all do something for you. What does Schwarber do that someone 
someone else can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody else that you've mentioned either walks or is on base enough or steals bases, scores runs. Schwarber's not on base enough. I mean, he just, the runs he scores, he pretty much self-accomplishes. All right, so we'll keep going then. Schwarber or Keon Broxton? See, now you're just, I think you might go Schwarber there. Because I just don't think Cam Broxton's going to have the playing time with Brenson being up. And uh, I just, yeah, Braun will be back soon, hopefully. All right, similar players, if you want to look at power only. Schwarber or Hunter Renfro? Mm. Renfro doesn't have a good batting average on the season either. Batting 231, 13 home runs. He's got two steals. I think I think that's the cutoff for me. So that's about 20% ownership in ESPN leagues. So not a whole lot of value in Schwarber rest of the season, as far as we're concerned. Probably a great opportunity to sell him because he still has great name value. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. don't expect very much production to match up with that name value. Right. I think it's pretty likely. We've talked about it a couple times in the show. Somebody's going to be the odd man out there in Chicago. It's possible that it's him. And and the one thing to keep in mind, people might be thinking this is an opportunity to buy low on him for like dynasty or keeper leagues. I personally wouldn't just because I think this is more of his skill set. I think he's just going to strike out too much. And I don't think that he's ever going to put together a, a full season of anything that's going to be great. You know, so I, I personally probably wouldn't unless it was very cheap. And that's a good point. For me, also, I don't really want to buy in on a dynasty standpoint on somebody that has problems striking out. I want to buy in on somebody that has a good skill set that can grow into the power potential, like in year, you know, age 25 season, 26, 27 season. That's who I want to kind of invest in more, you know, the Josh Bell type, less the Kyle Schwarber type. Right. Because yeah, the best scenario for Schwarber is just a high home run power guy, but average is always going to be low and he's a one tool guy for fantasy purposes. And not only that, with the way the land landscape is going right now uh there's home runs everywhere you can get yeah. those home runs at other places yeah, there's a lot um, of power in waiver wire i think uh sorry basketball but seth curry just missed his first free throw since like the first round of the playoffs <laughs> crazy it's all, it's all crumbling behind them <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the next guy that I talked to is uh, probably the, the hottest hitter on the planet right now, uh, Aaron Judge. Hit his 22nd or 21st home run yesterday. Hit two yesterday in the game. One was, what, 485 495. feet? 495. Yeah, 495 feet. Yeah. So the uh, the Judge hysteria has hit an all-time high. He's your current AL Triple Crown leader, too. Yeah, but doesn't that sound dirty when you say it? Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> Especially when I traded him. Yeah. Well, it, sounds, it just sounds dirty did. when you say it. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> And I think if you're looking at that, you expect the batting average to regress out of everything, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think the home run pace, as we talked about at the beginning of the year, that I said that I could easily see him leading the league in home runs, just power upside alone. Now, I didn't see a 300 batting average in in those days. I was looking at, you know, in my eyes, maybe a 265 batting average. So if he does that the rest of the way, even with the power, I think he's still pretty awesome, though. And he's still striking I, out too much. He's almost striking out at 30% of the time. Yeah, I don't think he's going to hit 265 the rest of the way. I probably would have projected that, you know, a month ago still. But right now, I think he probably has a good chance of hitting 280, 285 the rest of the way. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. I'm looking at some of the underlining numbers. His contact percentage is, you know, bottom third in the league at, you know, less than 70%, which makes sense because the strikeout potential is so high. It's almost 30%. Um, he's walking at a, at a good amount, though, over 15%. His exit velocity is 
he's one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. They're behind Sano. Um, all right, let's do a quick who would you rather with Aaron Judge. Judge or Carlos Gonzalez? Judge. 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 That should be a quick one. Judge or Chris Davis? K-Riss or C-Riss? K-Riss. I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter. For <laughs> yeah, me either anyways, way. But... Either way, Judge. Yeah, Judge. All right, Judge or Jose Bautista, who's coming back pretty quickly after the abysmal first month of the season. That one is much closer than you would think in my eyes, uh, just because of the track record, but I'm going to go Judge on that one still. I, I would agree. Yeah, Judge. And, and that's probably just because of upside, right? I'm going to go Judge as well. I agree with all you guys. Judge over Cargo, over Davis, and over Bautista. All right, so this next one's probably going to spark a little bit of conversation. Uh, Aaron Judge Aaron Judge or Miguel Sano? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know which way uh, Phil is leaning on this one. <laughs> we, we do. What about you guys? I would still go Aaron Judge like, by a small margin, but I, I'm a huge Aaron Judge believer in that ballpark and that offense. He has the support around him in the lineup. So. I would be leaning Judge as well yeah. due to ballpark and lineup. Yeah. Um, just in a vacuum of this season, yeah, Judge. I originally was going to go Sano, and I'm not normally one to kind of flip-flop. I think they're very comparable players. You know, what I like about Sano and what I like about Judge is very similar. Sano strikes out at a crazy pace, um, you know, upwards of, of 35 to 40 percent of the time, so it's it's horrible. His contact rate is actually less than what Judge is. We, you know, we're kind of poking fun at Judge at 69 or 70 percent. Sano is even lower than that, you know, low low 60s, so um, not not good things. And if, if the other thing that uh, I'll point out is the swinging strike rate for Sano is is quite a bit worse than what it is for uh, for Judge. So I'm going to go with Judge. I, I don't expect him to continue it anywhere close to this pace, but uh, but it's definitely yeah. a good good conversation. Yeah, but that's the same thing we've been saying all year with Judge. So at what point do we just say this is who he is? Well, not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is only two months, so you can't really give him give him a full career of this uh, only after two months. You got to see it a little bit more to believe it. I, I mean, seeing it right now is great. Uh, I just think the league is going to adjust, and then he's going to have to make an adjustment at that point. And I'm not sure that he's going to be able to. I know that that's what Snow's going through right now because he was he was killing it at the beginning of the year, and, and you know he did that at the his first year as well. Um, he's already made adjustments, and I know that that's why I would personally go Snow right now. And and it's pretty clear for me just because of the track record and because you know he's done it before, and and he's already done that adjustment at the at the next level. Okay, so and we're, we're we're kind of split yeah. there. Go, go ahead. Yeah, and that's a strong point too. I mean, Snow's further long on the learning curve where judge hasn't had to battle that success and then the adjustment period so that's plus, a good point one, plus aren't like they the same vacuum. age aren't they the same age and, uh, and so yeah so, been so in is 26 for a judge is 29 yeah, no i'm sorry judge. that's extra base hit sorry or, hold on <laughs> like judge is 29 but <laughs> oh, hold up i think judge yeah. is 25 and i think so was like 24 25 yeah uh, judge played at fresno state so he's a college guy yeah so 24 yeah. yeah 24 and 25 one thing that i'll point out that i think we talked about early season um before we saw any kind of this potential from Judge throughout his minor league career he's failed and then figured it out and succeeded failed figured it out and succeeded so each level he's kind of been bumped up you can see throughout his track record that he'll hit a stretch where he'll he'll fail but he's mastered each level that he's been to so it's possible like you guys are saying that he he fails at the major league level this is going to be the biggest test that he faces but it's also possible I mean they talk about how much of an athletic freak he is he could figure it out he's going to have to cut down those strikeouts he's going to have to improve his contact percentage he's going to have to walk a little bit more but the power potential is absolutely there i mean he's crushing baseballs yeah uh holds the stat cast record now with like 121.7 exit velocity yeah on a home run that's oh, just insane because i mean most of the time when you get exit velocity up that high it's on a ground ball or something that you just square up just perfectly line drive 
this ball was just demolished. All right, so let's, let's keep it rolling then. I think we were kind of split. Uh, what about this next one? You're going to go Judge or Springer? You know, I don't even think this one's close for me, and I go Judge. Uh, Spring, Springer yeah. for me has, has fallen in recent years because he doesn't steal. He was supposed yeah, to zero he steals doesn't. on the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd I would mean think, the same way. Yeah, Judge and Sano over Springer, for the record. I'll, I'll oh, give I you agree a, with that, yeah, too. Yeah. I'll give you a quick, interesting stat. So I was kind of pulling up some numbers, and this one kind of popped off to me. So George Springer is the only hitter in baseball with more than seven home runs and an average exit velocity below seven. And he has, what, 16 or 17 home runs? It's a hell of a ballpark for him, though. So it's just, it, it's interesting. I, I always look for outlier stats like that. And I'm not saying he's not a good, you know, good player. I think judges, or I think uh, Springer is awesome. But I think that home run pace is a little bit inflated based on how many ground balls he's hitting. Um, I'm going to go Springer just because I expect progression from judge. Did you guys all go judge? Yeah, we, yeah. we went all judge. Okay. Um, all right, next one is Nelson Cruz or Aaron Judge? Oof. I think that's, I think that's my cutoff because Nelson Cruz is doing and has done for years what you know you want Judge to do for the rest of the year. Hopefully, agreed. That may be my cutoff. That's that's probably gonna be my cutoff as well with Cruz. I, I agree. In fact, yeah. I looked at I was looking at Statcast today or Baseball Savant, and I sorted by batted ball um, batted ball events, which is Statcast's way of measuring how many hits they they measure for launch angle and all that stuff. And if you if you sorted by hundred or more batted ball events, Nelson Cruz leads baseball in an average. Loss. It's not Sano, it's not Judge or any of those other guys. It's it's oh, wow. him. It's just because they have like 80 batted balls or 90 batted balls. So there's just 10 batted balls behind. It's very possible that they're going to still lead once they get the, the sample size larger. But it's just kind of interesting to see that it's possible that in the next two or three weeks, once those guys catch up, that Cruz is leading baseball in exit velocity at like 112 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he did have a little stint on the DL this year. So slight 10, 20 days behind everybody. But yeah, he's right up there with them. Yeah. All right, I had one more listed, and I'm sure you're going to all pick him, but I'll do it anyways. Uh, Judge or Chris Bryant? Maybe. Oh. Which, while we're on, while you think about that, I'll give you something interesting. His exit velocity is not good. I know we... We kind of talk about it probably too much, and you know we bank on it too much, and it's it's one thing to look at. It's not the end all be all. We we know that, but he's an interesting character because his exit velocity is in like the 87, 88 range, which is where we normally give people hard time about you know home run potential and slug potential and stuff like that. But overall, he's he's an incredible hitter. The contacts there, the the approaches there, his ability to steal bases, all that stuff. He's kind of the complete package. So well, and Chris Bryant is also third base eligible. Yeah, right. That's, that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of big for me. I would I would probably still take Chris Bryant. I have a lot of faith in the fact that I believe in the second half he'll be able to turn or really the next month that also break in the second half he'll be able to turn it around. Yeah, he he's been batting 172 since May 22nd. So we're approaching a month now that he's batting under 200. Their entire yeah. team is batting under 200 yeah. in that span though. <laughs> so I don't know if they're they're drinking some wrong water or what whatever the case may be. Um, but whatever it is, the entire team has struggled. All right, so I have one more player I want to jump into and do a uh, who would you rather here but before i do that i want to give you two different stat lines and i want you guys either pick player a or player b i'm gonna put you on the spot all right so they both have similar innings pitched right so 84 and 82 innings pitched so kind of just wash that out Uh, player a has 17 walks on the season 100 strikeouts eight quality starts eight wins a 3.20 era a 1.02 whip and a k per nine of 10.67 so that's player a player b 35 walks 
walks, 107 strikeouts, nine quality starts, seven wins, 2.62 ERA, and a 1.07 whip with an 11.70 K per nine. You guys picking player A or player B? What was the whip of the second one? 1.07. They're .05 off. I think I go with A just because the walks. Okay. There's there's almost twice as many walks on B. Yeah, I'd probably go with A for the same reason. Uh, I'm leaning B, the strikeout, K per nine. Okay, makes sense. All right, well, let's run into a player comp, and then I'll tell you who the uh, the player A and player B are at the end. We're going to do uh, who would you rather with Robbie Ray. What do you guys think Robbie's been doing lately? Pretty good? Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty solid. He's okay. All right, so last 15, 15 days, he's had a .40 ERA, a .72 whip, a K per nine of 13.30, uh, three quality starts, and uh, and he had a, a consecutive scoreless streak. How long was that, Todd? Uh, I think it went up to like 27, 28 innings. Yeah, it was just shy yeah. of 28. Yeah. He is just pitching out of his mind, and the walks have been down. We talked about last week on the podcast podcast is pace being up um he seems to be pitching quicker which you know kind of gets him out of his head a little bit and gets him in his rhythm all right so let's do who would you rather on robbie ray ray or rick Purcell porcello ray robbie ray ray or dylan bundy ray 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 or garrett cole robbie ray 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 or irving santana oh definitely ray 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 Wait, why was why was garrett cole so low on that list is this ownership percentage <laughs> or something or what right. what's that why is garrett cole on that part that side of the list i think he should be on the other side of the list yeah like these were supposed to be softballs at the beginning. That one I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> I think I think that was a softball for me. Uh, James Paxton or Robbie Ray? I think I go James Paxton. I would go Robbie. Uh, I would go Robbie Ray. Ray for the health for health reasons. Mostly. That makes sense. Well, I don't think any pitcher's healthy. <laughs> yeah, but Paxton's been pretty injury prone the last two years. Elbow injuries too. Yeah, but I mean the way he's throwing, I just I don't know. I, I would take him. Right, I'm gonna throw a few more in there that I didn't have on my list. What about uh, Pineda or Severino? Are you guys picking either one of those guys over Ray right now? No, I think I have. Mm. I think I have Ray. I have had a both of them, but Pineda is probably close. Jeremy, are you taking Ray over Paxton, or are you taking in that one? Oh, I'd be taking Ray. Oh wow! All right, so I have a couple more here: Robbie Ray or John Lester. Rest of season. Rest of season. Lester's own in 98% of leagues was drafted in the third round. Also, John Lester picked someone off first base. So <laughs> it's a miracle. He's got that, he's got that going for him. He's had a and couple a, pickoffs this year. And it and it was a Cardinal, so how about that? <laughs> Does it still count then? Yeah. It does to me twice as much. Um I would I would go Ray there. Wow, Ray over Lester. Lester's oh, yeah. been pretty unlucky this year, but I would be going Ray at this point. Yeah, it's close. So it sounds like Ray is probably a top 20 pitcher for you guys, maybe even top 15. Is that, does oh, yeah. that sound about right? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. up there. Pretty fair, pretty fair. And that strikeout, that poten- that strikeout potential last year was incredible. He just needed to click with the with the walks, and it seems like he's done that. So um, pretty happy uh, well, with what he's done so far. I mean, that's what we talked about in the preseason is that, you know, Robbie Ray could be a breakout potential guy because – or maybe it was the first episode of the season, whatever it was, uh, first or second, something like that. But we talked about him specifically, and I remember saying that if if he could hone in the, the walk rate, I think he could become something special, and that's exactly what he's done. Exactly. Well, all right, one more for you. Robbie Ray or Zach Grinky? Grinky. And I, I didn't think I would be putting Grinky above a top 15, top 10 starter this year, so that's awesome. Ah, uh, that's a coin flip for me. They're they're pretty neck and neck. Yeah, that that's a tough one. I would, I'd probably go Grinky on a one-year basis. Just He's been throwing the ball so well this year and you have the track record of dominance from him so i'd probably go zach ranky right. the, the humidor is real guys <laughs> it's, it's, it's only a couple 
months or a couple weeks out, apparently, right? So that's going to make those two guys like like number one and number two in the league, right? Right. Now the Kershaw still like, pitches, right? So it's going to be Kershaw and then Grinky and then Ray and then Keuchel and then you know the rest of the guys. Well, Chris Sale still pitches too, right? Yeah, he does. He's yeah. he's pretty he's pretty good. Max Scherzer's okay too. I was going to say Max Scherzer picks up a baseball every now and then still. So, so we're so we're going to go Kershaw, <laughs> Scherzer, Sale, Grinky, Ray. Is that going to be the new top five after the human door comes in? Uh, shoot, that might so. be. <laughs> I honestly would put would put Grinky up there with that. Um, I, I, Ray Ray with the next step down from that, but yeah, pretty close. Then you go like fifty feet of crap, and then you find David Price coming back on injury <laughs> Under, <laughs> underneath underneath fifty feet of crap. <laughs> he, all right. For me, he's down in that that Triggs and Graveman and all those mediocre pitcher level. I, right. I don't I don't see that's, that with Price anymore. That's tough. All right, so we had player A in this th- that comp was Zach Grinky, and player B was was Robbie Ray. So I was. Okay. I was Kind of getting uh, you guys I to draw, so. draw the two, com, you know, conclusions. Right. I was kind of hoping more would pick Ray, and then you guys, once the name came out, you guys would pick Grinky, but you guys were kind of split on both. So, yeah, um, I incredib- think, and I think it was at the end that we were right about which one we picked too. Yeah, we took A and B, right that's ones. Yeah. All right, well, that's the uh, the who would you rather awesome seasons for Ray and for uh, for Judge. Kind of a disappointing one for Shorber, and hopefully we gave you some uh, some value or some things to think about there. Excellent. On to our next topic, Todd. Coming off the DL, we're going to ask you for. ESPN's most added for the last 15 days. So what I'll be doing is I'll be going through the top six added and give you their last 15 days batting stats. And pretty much what we'll do is a buy or sell on them. So the first name at a 25% increase over the last 15 days, Domingo Santana, outfielder, Milwaukee Brewers. He has a 413 on base percentage in the last 15 games, <clears throat> or 15 days with five homers and 11 RBIs. Are you guys buying or selling Domingo Santana? I'm all in on Domingo Santana. Yeah, definitely buying from, from my side. I think we kind of touched on him briefly last uh, last week. I'm definitely buying. Yeah, I love Domingo Santana right now. If you can get him in any leagues, I'd be all over that. Yeah, somebody I wished I'd gotten in on. Power-speed combo, great yeah. average right now. Get, taking some walks, everything you want. Yeah, two stolen bases in the last 15 days. I forgot to add that. Six on the season. Um, the second name I have uh, with first base, third base, and DH eligibility on ESPN, Ryan Healy of the Oakland A's. 367 on base percentage in the last 15 days. Six homers, 17 RBIs. Are you guys buying and or selling Ryan Healy. As a whole, I'm going to say I'm selling. Yeah. I just hate that he doesn't walk. His walk percentage is below five. Um, his strikeout percentage is above 25, and that's just not a combo that really sets him up for long-term success. Yeah. Of his, uh, I'm just scanning his last little uh, most recent games, and I see a couple of games where he had two home runs, so I think it might be something where he just gets in a groove, and it looks like he's in one right now, so it might be time to pick him up and, and ride the hot bat, but I don't think long-term I think I would hold on to him or covet him very much in yeah. in day in daily i'll just point out he kills lefties i'm almost batting 400 in a, in a small sample size this year so good good lefty killer wow. yeah he's currently 53 percent owned on espn and for me personally he's a guy i would add if he's a free agent but if i own him i would also be looking to trade him so. all right the next name we have first baseman from the toronto blue jays justin smoke he's absolutely been killing the ball lately in the last 15 days has seven homers so a 390 on base percentage are you guys buying or selling justin smoke oh i tried to buy justin smoke last night and and someone else on the on the podcast wouldn't sell him, so I guess I guess I'm saying buy, and and Jeremy I'm assuming is gonna say not sell. No, I'm not selling. I'm gonna ride this out. He's got a great ballpark. His lineup is killing right now, so he's got plenty of opportunity to help in many of the counting stats. And if this is the new Justin Smoke, then most likely you bought in cheap as a free agent. So oh, dynasty oh, wise, you can probably yeah. ride that for years. 
years. So it, it, it's tough to have a breakout like this in his age 30 season. He's got a little bit of that Yonder Alonso in him that we, we've seen Justin Smoke fail or not be good for a long time. So it's tough to say, man, this Justin Smoke is completely, you know, bulletproof. But when looking yeah. at his profile, I don't see a hole in his profile. He's walking well. He's he's not striking out very much. In fact, for the amount of home runs that he's hit, to be under 20% for strikeouts is, is incredible. His launch angle supports a lot of power. He's got an okay exit velocity. It's not elite, but it's not it's not terrible. Everything that I see in his numbers is completely legit. Yeah, the fact that he's only 75% owned still yeah. just blows me away. I know he plays first base, but man, you got a utility spot out there somewhere or, or a DH spot. He can fit in your lineup somewhere. I know he was James Loney for the past eight years. And he <laughs> hasn't helped anybody in, in any league before this year, but I tell you, you're going to regret it if he's available on waivers and, and someone else picks him up and rides that bat. And that's the that's the thing we talk about name value. I mean, you have Kyle Schwarber, who I think is still owned in 80% or more leagues, and Justin Smoke is is you know widely underowned if he's you know 75%. So that's not even close for me. Yeah, Justin Smoke's a guy. If you have him, I'm holding on to him. It, it would take a lot to get him. The next name I have, so he has third base, first base, and outfield eligibility from the Seattle Mariners, Danny Valencia, 382 on base percentage in the last 15 days. Only one homer, but does have 14 RBIs. Are you guys buying or selling Danny Valencia? And he's 25% owned right now, too. I, I don't think I have any interest in Danny Valencia. This might be one of the ones that comes back to bite me, like I said, the moose earlier in the year, but I have nothing good to say about Danny Valencia, so I guess I'll just stop. <laughs> I, I guess if I had to buy or sell, I would sell, but it's not a strong sell. It's like, a, you know, I'm probably not going to pick him up because I think just there's other players that should be owned above him. If you have him, it's not like I, I would say dump him, you know, ride it out or whatever it is, but I guess sell. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, in a, in a deep league, yeah, I could see, you know, Danny Valencia with his position eligibility uh, being someone that I would want to covet, but in a, a standard, you know, 12-team league, I, I probably, as we were talking about earlier, there's, and you just alluded to a second ago, Keith, there's probably someone else on your waivers that I would much rather have. Yeah. He, he just looks like a very average player to me across the board. Nothing that I think is standout where he's going to excel and help you in any one category. You nailed it, Phil. If it's a deep league, yeah. you're happy to have him. If not, there's got to be somebody else. I mean, he's a guy who could be end of your bench. I mean, obviously, I don't think you could sell him in a trade, but if there's someone that you want out there, if, if Smoke, Healy, or Santana are out there and you have Valencia, I would definitely cut him for him. But I mean, the first base, third base outfield eligibility is nice, but I'm yeah. not too high on Valencia either. Yeah, he's a player that his versatility deals you a good hand in fantasy yeah. uh, with as many trips to the 10-day DL as players are making. He's a good fill-in for short durations. And then he yeah. can sit on your bench and collect bench stats at that point. He's a valiant fill-in. Yeah. So the next name, Mike Schmidt would sell, but a double for, for the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> In the last 15 days, has a 404 on base percentage, two homers, 12 RBIs, and he's currently 53% owned on ESPN. Are you guys buying or selling a double or Herrera? First of all, the Mike Schmidt comment was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Sec second yeah. of all, I think I would be selling Odubel Herrera at this point because, again, the same exact thing that we were just talking about a second ago. I know he's having a hot little streak right now, but the, maybe I ride him right now, but if anything else pops up on waivers that I like, I, he would be probably one of the first guys that I would drop. Yeah, 11-game hitting streak right now, but so he's on a hot streak, but he is hitting 250 for the season. Yeah, I'm going to sell Herrera as a Herrera owner. He, he kind of came out of nowhere last year. He was a Rule 5 pick for the Phillies that they weren't expecting to produce like he did. He made a change to his approach. He walked a lot more last year, and he seems to have regressed back down where that walk rate is not sustaining into 2017. 
you know, walking at just about a, you know, 5% clip or, or, or worse, I, I don't think I can buy in Herrera, even as the owner that, you know, has kept him in dynasty for several years. I don't, th- I don't think that he even kept that walk rate into the second half of last year. Cause I know that he was leading the major leagues in pitches per plate appearance and walk rate, uh, for the first half, but I think it fell off a cliff right at the second half. It, it did. I think yeah. it, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't a cliff. I think it maybe was a, you know, a, a, something like that, but he, it, the first half Steve was Hill. amazing. Yeah, exactly. The first half was amazing. He looked like Joey Votto at the plate right. minus the, you know, power. And, but after that, he just kind of disappeared. So, and the final name, I think I know where we'll stand on this, but I do want to give him a shout out for his four home run game last week. Scooter Jeanette, second base and outfield eligibility. Four homers in the last 15 days, which they all came to the same game. But are you guys buying or selling Scooter Jeanette. So does he get to face Adam Wainwright again? Because <laughs> wow, that was painful to watch. Um, sell, 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 sell. I think it was like what was it? Eight point five percent of his home runs, uh, career home runs, were hit in that game. <laughs> right. That's, that's yeah. never a good stat. And a pretty good yeah, chunk of his career RBI too. <laughs> right. Ten that's RBIs not, in that game. That's right. not right. Yeah. yeah, he has yeah thirty one RBIs on the season. Ten came in the same game. Yeah, I'd be selling. Oh. I I was desperate for outfield this week and picked him up just due to the the high batting average hoping that he'll keep me around until i can pick somebody else up i was just going to give you know whoever you know scooter Jeanette owners a hard time for picking him up because he's what 10 percent? he jumped about 10 percent in ownership this past weekend uh 13 so which is about 12.5 percent more than he should have jumped yeah so yeah yeah Yeah, he's currently at 15.2 percent owned which is just not even like to put it in perspective seth lugo who had a two point something era last year uh for the mets and is in the starting rotation for the foreseeable future is owned in about 15 percent of leagues (laughs) yeah so probably should pick him up instead all right guys and that concludes my list on to the mailbag first up question this one comes in from william knowing that many of us about three quarters of the show are (laughs) d-backs fans is andrew chafin for real which one of you guys doesn't like the (laughs) d-backs me Our, our season man our season yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I, I clearly can't watch the Cardinals anymore, so I have to pick up on that. Oh, team there. there you go. There you <laughs> go. I'll, plays, I'll, plays, send, you, plays I'll send you a jersey. I'll, I'll send you a jersey in the mail. How's that? Is, is Greg Bird on it? Because I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had a spit take on the computer there, Phil. <laughs> Needing some uh, ice for that burn there, Keith. No, I'm, sorry. I'm, we, I'm, we la- I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's a lot of dead silence. Um, so, <laughs> Andrew Chafin, is he for real, guys? Left-hander out of the pen. That's a I'm, solid. I'm going to lean on Todd for this one because I, I, mean, I want to say he's legit, but I, we've had too long of a track record of him not being legit. And the fact that he's left-handed and he's not going to be in really a position to, to save games, it limits his value in fantasy, I think. So, he's, he's pitching great right now, I, you know, I don't really trust what he's doing the rest of the season. And I don't really see where his fantasy value lies because it's not like he's, you know, in the wing waiting for Fernando Rodney to, to blow a save. Because if he does, you know, he's probably the fourth in line in that bullpen to get saves. Yeah. So Andrew Chafin, personally, I think he has just about zero fantasy baseball um, value simply because there's no chance for him to get saves. Um, he's just another guy for in a, if you're in a holds league. Uh, he does have 32 strikeouts in 22 innings, which is nice. But I, he's a guy who had three very average to bad season 2016. I don't think Chafin is for real. I think he's going to be one of those one year 
year wonder kind of guys. But I mean, as a Dimeback fan, I love what I'm seeing. And he's someone that's better at in a, a real MLB team perspective coming out of the bullpen. But for fantasy purposes, I would stay clear. There's no value there. So, so I'm going to take just a quick second since we're talking about, you know, a league that probably it's the saves holds or a very deep league. Yeah. Talk about a guy that we haven't given any credit to this season yet. Um, and it's the reliever for the Angels, Blake Parker. Uh, 40, 43 yeah. strikeouts this year, a 2.20 ERA, 1.08 um, whip. The guy's striking out, you know, everybody he sees, you know, maybe the future closer 2018 for the uh, for the Angels there. So in deep, deep leagues, he's a guy that I've really been uh, been excited about owning the, the last uh, several weeks. And that's Blake Parker of the uh, yeah. Angels. Actually, in our league, I think you beat me out for Blake Parker, uh, Parker on the waiver wire. So, <laughs> nice. so a little bit of salt there, but that's that's just as good as like at the end of the year victory. I'll I'll quote both of those, <laughs> the first place and then I beat you to Blake Parker. There you go. <laughs> wow. All right, next question. Next question. All right, this one comes in from Ryan. Well, do we go Ryan Healy or Victor Martinez rest of season? So originally I answered Healy before I saw how atrocious his walk to strikeout rate was. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly that's because I, I think he does have some upside with that power potential. Um, and I don't really like anything that Victor Martinez brings to the table, you know, in his age 38 season. I don't expect him to all of a sudden, you know, jump up and hit Aaron Judge home runs. What he does doesn't really match up in well for your fantasy team. So I'm still going to pick Keeley, but I really don't like either of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It, you have to be in a deep league to want one of these guys to be, you know, rostered, not only rostered but you know maybe even a starter on your fantasy team uh again i hate to say the same thing as earlier but there's probably someone better on waivers yeah i mean to answer the question ryan healy just because he has more power and he can play first and third but both are not high-end options by any means in fact what 100 what what i might do in this this case is you know ride the hot bat and and healy hopefully he has another two weeks where he hits another five home runs or something like that and sell him for somebody that we do believe in you know um i don't know what what value that might be but just Hopefully his stock rises to the point where you can sell him high and get somebody that has more long-term sustainability. Excellent choice. Now, we've got a trade evaluation coming in from Andy. He's sitting in a dynasty league, and there's a deal on the table. Corey Seager and Polanco, or Trey Turner and Stroman. Which side wins the trade? I I would personally go with Corey Seager and Gregory Polanco on that deal. Man, as much as I don't like Trey Turner, I think I have to go that side because I do like Stroman. And especially what Stroman's been doing this year in you know, the past month and a half. I mean, he's been dominating and the strikeouts that weren't there that we talked about earlier in the year, they're there this year. So I, don't, I think I have to go with that side, especially Polanco hasn't done anything either. Yeah, my pick is going to be the Seager pick and it's not because Polanco is in the deal. Um, he's the best player in this deal. He has the best upside long term, I think. Trey Turner's been doing well this year, but it's so much reliant on steals. And I don't think that's a long-term sustainable stat. Yeah. And Stroman, again, has been really well. His K percentage is higher than what we would expect it to be. He's a really good pitcher. But in Dynasty, I try so hard not to invest in pitching long-term just because it's so likely to get injured and terrible the next year. Uh, so I went Seager, but it was mostly to do with my distrust in, in pitching in Dynasty Leagues. Yeah, and I agree a lot with Keith on that point. I, I love Corey Seager, especially in the Dynasty League. He's a shortstop with power, and uh, he'll be a high-average guy in a good lineup. Uh, Gregory Prolanco, I mean, he's been, I have him in almost every league. He's been completely useless, to be honest with you. But Corey Seager, in a Dynasty League, I, I, I love the opportunity getting him. All right, that'll wrap up the mailbag. On to our third and final topic. Phil, we're going 
some uh, changes in perspective so far this year. So I wanted to kind of think outside the box for one of the topics that we had this week. And the one thing I'm going to do is, okay, so when you came into the year, what were you thinking that came true? And, and one thing that you were thinking that did not come true or that is completely different from what you were going to think. And I'll kind of start us off. The first thing, you know, obviously home runs are up. Everyone was thinking home runs were up last year, but we didn't know if it was juice balls or whatever. That's something that has stayed up this year so far. So that's something that, you know, most of us have thought about and and most of us are conscious about. I'm going to give each one of you a turn to kind of tell me something similar to that. Keith, I know you had one already. All right. So I'm going to piggyback on yours. I want a quick comment on, on your kind of home runs are up thing. Um, what we talked about early in the preseason was if home runs continue like they did in 2016 into this year, one of the things that I thought that uh, that seems to be the right way is that you have to have guys in the middle infield that give you both power and speed. You can't have a guy like Troy Tulowitzki who's not going to give you any steals because everybody's potentially going to give you 18 to 25 home runs. Um, so that that's just one thing I want to piggyback on yours. But um, as far as what I think was going to happen that has happened, you know, I thought the NL West was going to be a lot tighter race than most people. In fact, I had the, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies advancing into the playoffs out of that group and the Giants and Dodgers not making it. It's still going to be a pretty tough race the rest of the season, a, three, a three-way race. Uh, but that's one thing that I did ha- think was going to happen. And then also I thought the... Uh, the Astros were going to win their division. It seems like uh, that looks pretty good so far. Yeah, absolutely. You were spot on on most of your preseason projections on stuff like that. What about you, Todd? Did you have anything ready for this segment? I mean, personally, the thing that it's just the home run trend is kind of piggybacking what you guys are saying, too. The home run trend is continuing. Homers are still up. Um, there's just more. If you played fantasy baseball for a while, it's so easy to get power now. And that was something going into the season where I think a lot of people would figure you can get power on the waiver wire more often than you used to at positions even up the middle a catcher it's just power so much more readily available and easier to get than it used to be i agree with that too yeah well i'll give you one of the ones that i was thinking about just to go along with the home run rate being up obviously the strikeout rate has gone up as well so pitchers are getting more strikeouts um but they're not pitching as deep into games because of it so you're not going to see that many 200 inning pitchers but you might see a couple more 200 strikeout pitchers ERAs have gone up a little bit this year, just strictly because of the get exactly the same thing. And another thing uh, that has gone down is uh, average. Uh, you know, you can't really hit the ball out of the park or try to hit the ball out of the park strike out 30% of the time and generally sustain that great of an average. So those are a couple of trends that started last year that have continued this year. One thing that you did not think was going to happen this year that now has, and, and now it's changing you, or forcing you to change perspective on on the fantasy baseball landscape and and kind of the low-hanging fruit on this side is going to be the the 10-day dl and how it has massacred some people's pitching staffs um especially if they rostered any dodger pitcher besides clayton kershaw basically so keith i'm going to start off with you this time well it's not as fantasy relevant as as you might think but one of the things that i wasn't banking on happening or didn't expect to happen was i didn't think i didn't think that i would see the yankees the twins and the brewers at the top of their divisions and i knew the brewers offense was going to be good nobody kind of expected the Yankees offense at that young age to click where the vets and the the youth are are hitting at the level that they are. I mean, they're 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 like four games ahead in their division, which is a very tough division. And and the, you know, 37 and 23 on the year, you're getting a lot more production out of those bats in your lineup than you expected coming into the season. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting that much production from those guys. Absolutely. And and the one thing to point out is that Aaron Hicks has just kind of come out of nowhere for the Yankees as well. So their line 
lineup has just been something of a low-hanging fruit as well, for lack of a better term, because you could pick up a lot of those guys off waivers or at the beginning of the year, you picked them up, you know, low, late in the draft. Um, yep. That's that's a lot of production you're getting from from very cheap prices. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, all the all those guys, even the home run potential you're getting from, you know, guys like Gardner and, and uh, Castro, you know, Judge was a late round flyer. You talked about Hicks coming out of nowhere. You know, it, none of those guys were first top even 150 picks, I don't think. So uh, if, if you drafted some of the Yankees offense or stacked somehow Yankees in the draft, uh, you're, you're pretty happy. You know, if there's some some leagues out there that were like, you know, Yankee homer leagues, man, that uh, those guys are doing pretty good right now. Well, and that's what I was just going to say, because it's always been a Yankee and Red Sox premium. Like in every every league I've ever been in, there's always, you know, one person or maybe two that are a, a Yankee or Red Sox fan. And they're always going to draft the Yankees or Red Sox much earlier than they should be, which is fine by me because that's their league and they can pay whatever they want to to lose. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it just didn't happen this year and it was very surprising. So that's that's definitely something uh, awesome to kind of jumpstart that discussion. Jeremy, did you have something? Yeah, this year it was more the impact rookies. We've had McCullers come out of nowhere. Well, not really nowhere. I mean, it was a highly touted prospect, but has just come in and pretty much dominated lineups on a regular basis. Then you had Judge, of course, Hicks, just stepping up into the spotlight, producing at a consistent basis. Yeah, there have been a lot of people to take a, a huge leap ahead. McCullers is one, Paxton we talked about earlier is another. Hicks um, we talked about at length on the, on the last couple yeah. of podcasts. Um, yeah, there's there's been several guys that take huge strides forward, and that's pretty awesome for baseball. Now, I, I got a quick question. Just, you know, you kind of sparked something in, in, in my head. So the impact of some of these young players like Judge, you know, in recent years, we've had a lot of players that have really come out of nowhere. And in their first 150 at-bats, they've just kind of taken MLB by storm. Does that change your value in some of your dynasty leagues that you put on some of these young players like Moncada and Devers and Brinson and you know Zimmer and all these guys because it seems like the gap between you know double AA, A triple A and major league pitching I don't know if it's that or these guys are just MLB ready but how does that impact how you attack dynasty leagues moving forward? Well, I'm typically a guy that is is usually trying to win now and, and with an eye for the future so I usually try to get a mix of vets and and young guys. Um, because a lot of these prospects, they honestly just don't pan out. And what's funny is, is that I'm doing a sell all in my, in the league (laughs) that we're in together. And, and, you know, maybe if I get 30% of these prospects to work out and become all-stars, that's, that's going to be huge for me. And then I'll be able to use that, the rest of my money somewhere else on uh, guys that are proven stars. So, you know, I, I do think that you do have, you know, more of a eye on, on the prospects now, because just the way, I mean, I'm riding right now for uh, prospects 1500 as well. So it, you know, it's, it's just much easier for you to see them because you can buy the MLB, MILB package and, yeah. and watch them for I think it's what 60 bucks a year or something like that yeah. so I mean you you can you can watch every game of, of an awesome new you know young pitcher or hitter so um, I just think it's much more easily available so yeah and and as you were saying earlier the the training itself I think they are just more MLB ready by the time they get here yeah and like kind of the piggyback on that there's so 
much more information just readily available on prospects nowadays where you have a better idea. It's not so much guess. You know, if you want to see a guy play, you can see a guy play. You can see videos. You can read up on them. There's just so much wide information on baseball's tomorrow, pretty much. It's a fun time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I start talking about prospects, man, I get a little giddy. So I kind of forgot who, <laughs> uh, who had talked and who hadn't. I know Keith did. Um, who's up next? Yeah, I'm the last one. And right. kind of kind of on Keith, Keith's point, um, one of the biggest surprises for me is the Chicago Cubs. Everyone on that offense has just been such a disappointment. I mean, coming into the season, the Cubs just felt like the most for sure thing. And to have a piece of that offense, it just it seemed like one of the surefire things you could bet on on draft day, that that would be a high-powered offense. And it just honestly hasn't at this point. Uh, Chris Bryan and Rizzo, they're low averages. Um, really good on base percentage leagues. But then the rest of the lineup, it's tough to even own any of those guys. So that's my biggest surprise. And their pitching staff as well, yeah. not to kind of just add, pile on, but their pitching staff has been atrocious on, on multiple different levels. I mean, you thought that you were getting aces when you drafted uh, Lester and Arietta and, yeah. and you haven't even got a SP5, you know, I, mean, I can I can pick up what they've been giving me off waivers. Uh, that's that's the honest truth. Uh, so that's actually a pretty awesome take. And, and good thing I didn't start that conversation because, <laughs> you know, these Cub fans out here, man, they hate me. Uh, but, but that's okay. It's, it's mutual. Oh, cool. I'm joking. <laughs> no worries. All right. This will lead us into our predictions coming into this week. Todd had one point, Phil had four, Keith had three, and I've got two. And our predictions from last week, home runs, Keith pick, Cabrera didn't hit any home runs. Yikes. Phil with k no home runs. Yeah. Me with Ozuna, one home run, so I got a point. The best of the week, Votto, Smoke, Sanchez, and Jeanette. All with four. Now let's see. Stolen base. None of our picks actually stole a base last week. And best of the week was Mabin. Really? <laughs> nobody. Who, nobody. Who did, who did I pick? So we. Uh, you picked Peraza. He, so we had, he had four. no home runs. So no, that roll. was what that was what oh, you selected. Geez. Yeah. So give me a Peraza, break, Peraza. Steal some bags. And Ramirez didn't steal a base give, last week. Give me week. a freaking break. So nobody gets a point. We'll give that point to Todd for being on the DL. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> all right. And in the hits category, Keith said Carpenter with 15. Phil said Blackman with 13. I said Andrus with 14. And Carpenter and Andrus had less than six hits last week. And oh Blackman gosh. had 10. I believe Blackman's actually leading the league this year in hits. But best in the majors was Reddick, Nunez, Herrera, and Judge with 12. So Phil got the point on that one. The remaining leaderboard as of right now, Todd with two points, Phil with five, Keith with three, and myself with three. So this week... All right, all right. All right. <laughs> so home runs, I'm going to go with Judge with four. Todd, what do you have? I'll go Justin Smoke with four. Stay hot. Right, I'm going to go Cody Bellinger with three. So, did you take the judge? I took the judge, yes. Huh. I guess so. I can't do that. <laughs> Let's see. Let's go Joey Votto. Votto. All right. How many? Uh, he's going to get three. Stolen bases. I'm going to go with Turner with four. Todd, what do you have? I'm going to go D. Gordon with also four. Oh, give That's me a good. break, Todd. That was my pick. <laughs> Phil, who do you have? You know what? I'm going to go outside the box and go Bradley Zimmer. I'm going to give him three. Keith. All right. Well, since Todd stole mine, (laughs) that's right. I still got Blake Parker, buddy. Um, I'm going to go with (laughs) Malik Smith for two. Ooh, you know what? I'm changing mine to Cam Mabin since he did actually lead uh, the major leagues last week. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, so how many for Maven? We're going to go four. Hit this week. I'm going to go with Dickerson with 12. Todd, who do you have? I'm going to go with Jose Altuve with 10. Phil? Let's go Vado on homers and hits. Wow. Ooh. How many hits? It's going to go with 13. Right. A little Baker's dozen going. There they do go. play the Padres. This oh. Week, so. <laughs> 17. Then. 17 and, and bump that up to five home runs. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> I, do we really want to bump it up? No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Keith. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Murphy with 12 hits. That's a good All one, too. Right. Thanks. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Where can the people find you? I am Phil, and I am at the Baseball Jedi on Twitter. All right, I'm Todd at Goldie Happens. All right, this is Keith at Fantasy underscore Keith. All right, any articles coming out this week on FanFrontOfficePodcast.com? I am working on a hitter profile on Cargo, which if there's any Rockies fans out there, I, I suggest you don't read that. It's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the profiles have been a lot of fun. Again, I'll give you kind of the same offer I gave you last week. If you guys are listening and you want a player profile on somebody on your team, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Take a picture of it and tweet at us that five-star review or DM it to me. And then the player that you guys want me to do a write-up on, and I will give you that write-up. Keith is a very generous guy, and I don't know if you've read any of those write-ups yet, but a lot of those are very on point except the Joey Gallo one. They're they're pretty intensive. (laughs) All right, and we do have some updated rankings we're going to have up soon. We're just having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties importing and making sure it looks decent. But that'll wrap up today's show. I have been at Front Office Jer, and you can find us always at Fan Front Office. We will catch you next week.